0: This is Allison Capra, and this is How Not to Be a Miserable Cow Podcast. I'm here today with a cookbook writer, Stephanie Banda, to talk about her sweaty balls. <laughs> My big balls. <bowl. laughs> her ball cookbook with her recipe for Nick Bear's sweaty <laughs> balls. <laughs>
1: now, did I pronounce your name uh, correctly?
2: You sure did. Pete Sweaty. Well, Pete, Terry and I have been looking forward to having you on the show, because we know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there are lots of great treats at this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. Mmm. Mmm. Balls. Mmm. Tell us about your balls, Pete. Well over at Seasons Eatings we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, Mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name Mm. it.
1: Wow. My mouth's watering just thinking about those balls. (laughs) It's been years since I've seen
2: any balls. Would you like to see my balls now? Yeah. Yeah. Whip them out. Whip them, baby. You have some beautiful balls. They're bigger than I expected. I know a lot of people tell me that. Look at that, Terry, the way they glisten. That's because I make sure that each one of my balls gets plenty of oil. I can't help but notice, Pete, your balls are a little misshapen. That's because I rested them on a hot stove for too long.
1: Can I touch your balls?
2: Go ahead, but be careful, they're very delicate. Wow, I can't wait to get my mouth around this ball.
1: Ooh, I like the way your balls smell.
2: Do whatever you want to them, ladies. My balls are here for your pleasure. Wow, Pete! I have to say your balls are so tender. Well, there's no beating my balls. <laughs> They're made from a secret, sweaty family recipe. No one can resist my sweaty balls.
1: Big, sweaty. <laughs>
0: How do you get the consistency like that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm here with Stephanie Banda. She's an entrepreneur, a writer. She's got a blog. She's got an amazing background in marketing. And she's got a lot to say about all kinds of things. So she's a co-owner of Lost Supply Apparel, as well as a brand manager. Tell us a little bit about
1: yourself. All right. So, I am 26 years old. I graduated from Michigan State University in 2014 with a, what do you call it these days, a degree? <laughs> a degree in journalism because I thought that I wanted to be a broadcast uh, news reporter. And look at you now. Yeah, You're look wrong. at me. I'm, in, I'm talking <laughs> in a microphone. <laughs> I'm natural. <laughs> um, so, it took me one summer of interning at a news station to realize I was not cut out for that life at all. Not for me. So, I still roll with the journals and thing. I, I love to write. It's always been at my core. It's just something that I love to do in my free time. So, it's kind of funny to where I'm at now. Definitely, kind of flows with all of that. So, I graduated from Michigan State and quickly got a nine-to-five job because that's what you know I was told you're supposed to do. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I graduated from Michigan State and went straight into the nine-to-five world because that's all I knew. Came from kind of a small town, uh, Detroit area, so everyone worked for a car company, Chrysler, all that stuff. So that's exactly what I did because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So went to 9 to 5 straight out of college. And I remember my whole theme of my life <laughs> you know, has been, I didn't think that I was cut for the 9 to 5. And it started the first day of work. I remember I came home. It was 2014. I came home from my first day of the 9 to 5. And I remember I was still living with my parents at the time, and I came home, and I sat down, I kicked off my heels that I freaking hated, and I was like, I am not cut out for this. And my parents kind of gave me that tough love, like, this is the real world, you have to pay your dues, and suck it up. So that's what I did, but I sat in that stupid rolly chair for three days, or sorry, for three years, and just realized that I still didn't want to do it, and I felt stuck all the time. So I needed to find something that I thought would fulfill me. So I picked up and moved to Nashville all by myself. Didn't know a single soul and no one in my entire family, brothers, sisters, cousins, anyone has ever left kind of that nest. So it shook my family's world, but it was the scariest thing I've ever done, but it was the best thing I've ever done. Uh, I worked for a media company in Nashville wrote a little bit, did a little bit of social media stuff, but still felt like it was work that a monkey could do and it frustrated me. So then things kind of fell into place and I just started working my butt off outside of that nine to five and actually even during the nine to five when I wasn't supposed to be. And the right opportunities fell into place. And now I'm here working with my fiance in Austin. We're running our own businesses. We both own a uh, outdoor apparel company and I work for his supplement company. So it's all falling into place and I'm finally living the life that I think that I was, you know, meant to live.
0: That is awesome. And th- that's something that you said there that's like really important for people, I think, because, you know, you can get caught into the trap of like, okay, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I remember thinking at 19, okay, like I'm, I'm going to college. Once I'm done with this, then I have to do this. This is the next step. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to make babies. I'm supposed to cook, make dinner. I'm supposed to, you know. And the thing that's scary about that is if it's like, if you aren't using your creative skills, if you're not using your imagination, if you're not doing the things that you love in some capacity, not everybody has the luxury of like getting to live their dreams all the time and work whatever hours they want. But if you're not utilizing the things inside of you that you love, then you're going to burn out and you're going to burn out hard and you're going to start to feel miserable.
1: Yeah. I burnt out when I was 25 years old. That's ridiculous. And like I said before, I considered it work that a monkey could do, but I always got told, pay your dues. And I hate that phrase. I get what it means. And I agree with what it means. You have to you know, work hard and start from the bottom, quote, unquote, but when someone would tell me, oh, you just gotta pay your dues, I'm like, that is such a restrictive statement. Like you're basically telling kids you have to prove your worth by doing you know, pointless, skillless work. Things
0: that you're not good at. <laughs>
1: exactly. And like I said, I agree with the meaning behind pay your dues, but successful people, I think, just call it working hard. They don't call it paying their dues because they're working towards something they actually want to achieve. So I just hated that statement. That's what I felt like I was doing. For the first three years out of college, was paying my dues, but I'm like,
0: there's and there's something to like paying your dues within a field that you're interested in. Yep. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if it's like you're saying, okay, I'm gonna go like work in it as a plumber, and that's not what I want to do, but I'm gonna go do that for 25 years. No, that's not paying your dues. Finding the field that you're interested in and working your way up from the bottom, mm-hmm. that's paying your dues. Mm-hmm. And like when you're as creative as you are, and I have your your Instagram open right now, and I love following you just for the pure Thank like you. just for the sake of like artistry Mm -hmm. it's like looking at you know a canvas all of your grid stories everything you post Nick and I sit and watch my Nick watch you and your Nick at like (laughs) bedtime when we're falling asleep we'll go through your day and watch your your Instagram stories (laughs) we're like this is so entertaining
1: it's real that's the real life thing that you don't see on that grid Right, right. it's the silly stuff. Yeah. The pictures, you guys look so sweet and professional and oh, then yeah. you
0: guys are so silly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and if I could just do stories all the time, I totally would because I think it's so funny that if you look at someone's Instagram feed, the grid, and then you look at their stories, sometimes it can be two totally different people. <laughs> and totally. I think that's how it is for me. You, know, you can only say so much in a caption of a photo, right? Yep. Well, I, I'm just,
0: from what I've seen, I think what you're doing is awesome and I'm, I wanted to get kind of like cause this is my biggest concern right now. Okay. So like, I love that, like women are stepping out and they're being strong women and they're doing what they love and they're having a voice. And then more and more people are able to like follow and and hear from women that are expressing themselves in different ways, whether it be art or film or music or whatever. But what scares me is like with this strong, like feminist movement is that like people are pulling away so far from what they are like naturally inclined to do Mm -hmm. and naturally great at and i don't care who you are we were talking about this earlier i don't care who you are you gotta you gotta know how to cook for yourself yeah And I'm watching so many times, younger and younger women, like I'm hanging out with them and they don't even know how to make themselves like macaroni and cheese. Crazy. (laughs)
1: I know. It's just because people think that they have to pick one side. Yeah. You know, be totally against that or you're like a 50s wife with an apron on. Like I'm going to be stuck in the
0: kitchen if I start doing this. Exactly. And what I love is like all of your stuff that you post, you've got such a gift for hosting and being like a hostess for people when they come in, Mm -hmm. even just being at your home. It's so, it's so inviting. It's so warm. And so you've got a full guide on your website and your Instagram of like, I mean, we tease sometimes and I've called you Martha Stewart and I'm like, she's like Martha Stewart, but like a young, I call my mom. <laughs> young, hip, super awesome Martha Stewart with like way interesting things mm-hmm. to, to follow. So tell a little bit how you got into that and the yeah. cookbook and all that. Mm-hmm.
1: And that makes me so happy that you get that vibe because it's hard because it's like I am only 26. So sometimes I'm like, am I like too much of an old soul? Like my grandma, I'm like baking all the time when my friends are out partying, but that's how I've always been. I was always the person who would rather stay with my mom and her girlfriends drinking wine in our backyard <laughs> than go to like downtown Royal Oak which is where in Michigan all like the cool young kids went. I just didn't like that I got anxiety in college from going out and drinking all the time and I love a good glass of wine or three or four. Yeah. But it's just something that always fulfills me and I always say like my love language is cooking and giving and giving gifts and stuff like that. Um, like if I love you i 'll make you a really, really good meal, and I want my home, like you said, to feel welcoming and warm when you walk in because that 's how I grew up and I remember going to certain friends house and I remember like my family would always just be the house that everyone came to all the time, and I love that, and that 's how I want my home to be. But I would walk into some friend's house. I remember I walked into my friend's house and they didn't have a TV in their living room. And I'm like, what do you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we just we'd sit and talk. I'm like, well, that that's great. But it's just, it's how I grew up. My mom is the exact same way. I'm a spinning image of my mom when it comes to that stuff. She had a cooking show. She had a cookbook. And oh, wow. I, yeah. And I always was like, I am no, nothing like her. And now I'm like, oh my <laughs> damn. I am my mother. But it's it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, but she was always just... The person that if someone popped in unexpectedly, she would just be in a frantic, like, oh, I don't have this ready and all this stuff. And I'm totally, totally like her in that sense. But I just think that having a stable, pretty home is is fun. But I think like my pantry is still a mess. Our fridge isn't organized. My dishwasher isn't loaded correctly. So it's like, yeah, things look pretty, but there's still that realness to it. And yeah. I, that's what I like to showcase a good mix of the pretty stuff that looks perfect. And then the, oh, I just, I burnt my dinner, keep, <laughs> keep, keeping it real. So yeah, it's just, it's been in my blood. It's just, honestly, it's my mom. She has totally shaped me into the person that I am. And I see her and I'm like, you are so good at making people feel good when they walk into your home. Yeah. And that's exactly how I want to be.
0: And it's a gift. And it's something that I feel like more and more generations beneath us are losing. And that scares me. I know, I know. Because I feel the
1: same way. My mom has always been the same way
0: she's yeah. a hostess and she always loves to have people over and cook for the all. and it is her way she's always yeah. shown love but I mean
1: people. if you look at today's society there's no from scratch it's hello fresh it's these boxes that get delivered to your door and you don't have to really do any work which is great first you know like I guarantee you I could benefit from that too when I'm a mom um it's all about convenience but sometimes like The old soul in me is just like, ah, it's cool. Just what about a paper cookbook that has some, like, stains on it and, like, has some, like, you know, wine stains on it and just, like, cook and be with your family, be with your friends, enjoy it, which is what I call my cookbooks because that's what it should all be about, you know? Say what
0: it is. What is it?
1: it? Uh, It's called – they're all called enjoy. So it's enjoy the summer, which is kind of grilling-focused. Enjoy the fall, which is cozy fall recipes. But that's just kind of my philosophy. It's just – it's not just about, like, enjoying the food, but it's about enjoying who you're cooking it with drink wine, listen to music, like make it the environment that you want it to be. It doesn't have to be this 50s housewife, you know, having dinner ready when her husband gets home. It's incorporating your husband like letting him help you enjoying the whole
0: process experience and if you don't enjoy it then you don't have to do it we're not saying you have to do it
1: (laughs) Exactly. then you go to hell fresh (laughs) that's for you or you can go to pop john's whatever you
0: want to do you do you (laughs) but ultimately like the the, i gotta say the thing that i really loved about all of it following you and keeping up with your stuff is like i am not somebody that's great at finding these things I love doing, making meals. I have my recipes on index cards that my grandma wrote by hand. I don't really have many other recipes every now and then I find something on Pinterest when I'm really digging, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know what things to get people for Christmas always. I don't always know what things to get people when like there's a new item. That's like super awesome. A new face wash, makeup, whatever. I'm like not good at that stuff. Mm -hmm. He always teases me. He's like, you're not really a girl, girl. And I'm like, that's not very you nice. Look to like <laughs> He's like, that's not very nice to say. But what's so cool about following you on Instagram is it's given you all these great ideas. And you're, these aren't people that that you are sponsored by. These aren't people that are like sending you free shit. This is legitimately just stuff you use yep. and you share it with everyone. Yep. And it's like it's a lot of work for you to go in and put. Forth for these gift guides and whatever, but Mm -hmm. it seems like it's something that you really enjoy.
1: Yeah, and that's what I kind of wanted to be was just this one-stop shop. I was always kind of the girl growing up, like even I lived, I was in a sorority, and it was always like, hey, like I have to whip this up for this event. Like, what should I do, or where did you get that shirt? It's just it's all stuff that people ask me, and I kind of got sick and tired of just saying it and texting it. So I'm like, I'm just gonna put it on a website so everyone can access it. It's there. Um, I was just always that girl that everyone. For some reason, said it was super put together, but I never felt like it. Um, but it works. So just having it all live in one place was just super convenient for me, and it just it made sense.
0: So anybody who's listening, if you're if you're the type of person you're like me, you do you love you love stuff, but you don't really know what stuff to get to put out, to decorate <laughs> with, to cook with, all that stuff. Stephanie is the girl to follow. She's got guides for everything: gift guides, style guides. She's got and then her company, um, Law Supply Apparel. It is off the chain. Tell a little bit about that. When did it get started, and what is it that you guys offer? Yeah,
1: so that's a prime example of that was not in my plan. I'm a planner. Um, if you would have told me a year ago that I would be you know, running a clothing company, I would have never believed you. That was not even what I wanted to do. I just kind of fell on our lap. Nick and I, we were in Whistler on a vacation, and we had a couple of glasses of wine, and he wanted to start a new business because he always wants to every day. <laughs> and um, we both kind of have that laid-back living, comfortable clothes. I don't like to be in heels. I don't like to be in dresses. I'm a comfortable person that like, wants to make it look cute. And um, he had this idea about kind of starting this outdoor adventure line. I love to be outdoors, too. I grew up outside, um, so he's just like, I really need kind of a girl to run the girl stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's give it a shot. So it has been a huge learning experience. I've realized how much I suck at certain things <laughs> and I've realized what I'm good at. Um, but yeah, it's just, I would sum it up as a laid back living lifestyle brand. It's if you want to be comfortable, but you want to look cute in a flannel, whether you're going to a country concert or you're just hanging out in your home, like cozying up with a book, this is the stuff that you want to wear.
0: Well, and I'll just say this, like we just got a couple things today, relaxed fit tees, flannels, and then you've got these new awesome, like zip up sweater oh my gosh what are they
1: they're (laughs) I guess they're called Sherpas but it's literally like you're laying on a cloud it's wearing a cloud I guess oh my god it's um I've never seen something sell so fast and I did not have I had no idea that it was going to do that but they're they're just cozy and comfy and it feels good to wear it you feel good because it actually feels good on your body but you feel good because you actually look good too and that's kind of what we're going for it's stuff that we actually wear which is just crazy but it's it's gorgeous yeah
0: well, I'll say this in, and as we wrap up to just uh, the, my biggest thing is I think like for females, when you're getting out there and you're starting anything on your own, there's always like this thing in the back of your head, like, is anyone going to pay attention to this? Will this Absolutely. matter? Yep. It, is it going to So much suck? self-doubt. Yep. Right. And then, you know, when you're with somebody like we both have, um, husband, fiancés that are in the public eye and have their own successes and it's like trying to start something on your own. It's like, are all these people just going to follow me over and be, you
1: know, followers of mine? I had a dime for every time I said that.
0: (laughs) Or am I going to become like this little clone of his brand or how do I? Yeah. You have totally set yourself apart. You've created your own complete identity brand and everything that you push is totally you and it's, it's the stuff that he pushes is totally him and you guys have totally, done it in such a great way um and I know that's not always easy to do Mm -hmm. so do you have anything that you want to say about for anybody who's like out there trying to do something maybe they got a husband that's got their own business and they're trying to get something going for themselves like anything to say to any any women that are getting their feet wet
1: yeah I think the biggest thing for me like I mentioned before I literally started my website and my cookbook you know, during my nine to five job, which was not what I was supposed to be doing, but it's because I felt a physical pull out of that stupid rolly chair. I'm like, I do not belong here. And how many times people told me, No one likes working a nine to five. Like, just deal with it. I'm like, no. Like I really feel like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I'm good at other things. I'm not good at this. So Listen to what you're good at and follow that, and it will lead you in the right way. And it's going to be slow because it is hard to, and I'm sure you can relate, comparing yourself to our, our Knicks, right? Yeah. Because they're so successful, and you see numbers, and you see money they're making, and you're like, well, why am I not doing that yet? But you can't compare your beginning to someone else's middle and all that stuff. So it's just slow, and it's steady, and you just have to actually post stuff. That you want to post, not that you think looks good or people are going to like. Because I'll tell you, I think someone's going to like a certain post, and then people end up liking the photo of me in my pantry eating chocolate at midnight. (laughs) I (laughs) saw that. I was like, yeah. So I'm like, seriously? (laughs) Like, I spend hours on beautiful photos, and then the one that gets the most likes is me, like an iPhone selfie eating chocolate (laughs) at midnight. So just staying true to your core and actually taking the first step because I know it's so cliche, but that's the damn hardest part. And,
0: and I think the biggest thing, too, like I can say about all this, because it's all so you, you do seem like you're so together, but it's so out of the box. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that it's like really cool. It's like you're in this. You, you moved to a new city, you started fresh, you started over and you're outside of the box. You're not just focused on necessarily one thing. You've got your vlogs even, and mm-hmm. you're sharing stuff about your personal life. And then you've also got stuff going where you're just like showing off, you know, the products that you guys are selling, but you have throughout authentic mm-hmm. yourself, all that. When, yeah. when anyone else is out there and you're looking for something to do and you want to get your stuff out there and you want to build a brand or you want to like market yourself and, and you're stuck in a nine to five. Like, do not be stuck in the box. Don't be so afraid to get out there and just start doing yeah. something. Yeah. Because it's not all together yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know. I felt like I was in a straight jacket when I was in a corporate office, and there's a way out of it. There well, is. Well,
0: explain really quickly before we go, like yeah. how you you sat at your desk at your nine to five and worked on your code.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I was lucky because um, my first job. I was working for a big corporation, and there was no way in how I could do that. Like, I couldn't even get my phone. So that's when the kind of, like, I got itchy there. I'm like, oh, this isn't what I want. And then my second job was more of a startup. It was chill, so I could sneak off and, you know, face a wall so no one could see my laptop. And I did. I felt guilty, but it still felt good in, like, the weirdest way possible. Um, I think we talked about this earlier. I was just, like, I felt like I was getting paid to do something that I actually really wanted to do. And I'm like, okay. I could actually maybe do this, so I need to work hard. So it wasn't, you know, wouldn't recommend it to anyone if you <laughs> want to keep your job. <laughs> but but there's tons of jobs out there that require little. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, like my biggest pet peeve was, I'm a fast worker, and when I have a task, I don't get distracted, and I'm pretty good at getting it done. And um, my biggest pet peeve was. I would be done with my job, in quotes, or my, you know, my responsibilities, sometimes by 11 a.m., and I'm like, I should be able to go home. I know that's the millennial me talking, because I'm like, oh, I'm entitled, like, why am I being held hostage, but it didn't make sense to me. I'd rather fill my time, and that's what I love about this lifestyle, is because we work and we enjoy it, and time goes by so fast, because you're doing what you love, but I just, I hated the feeling of being done with my work, and then, oh, you find something to do, Well.
0: There isn't anything to do. Yeah. So do your own thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. So like if you're out there and you're trying to get something off the ground, like there's so many ways you can, I mean, I, I, I did the same exact thing. I had a wedding photography business for like 14 years and we're talking the same thing. Like I needed extra income. So Mm -hmm. I went and took a job answering phones from nine to five, just answering phones and forwarding them to whoever they were for. Stuff that a monkey could do. Right. 12 bucks an hour but I gave me all the freaking time in the world at a desk every day to edit photos.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like being counterproductive in a way. Yes. So
0: instead of wasting your sweet ass time on your stupid ass phone, (laughs) (laughs) fill your, your downtime with the things that you love that you want to do. Yep. Don't, Give up on your dreams if you're stuck in that nine to five. If yep. you've got kids to feed and you got something to do and you can't just be like, well, mm-hmm. I have to, well, yeah, I have to work, yeah, work. But then you've got so much extra time. People don't realize how much time they waste.
1: Yeah, fill in the time exactly. Instead of watching
0: a show, work yeah. on your cookbook.
1: Everyone has <laughs> everyone has downtime. My mom is in. One of the most badass difficult jobs ever, and she still has times when she calls me and she's like, oh, "I got a couple hours. Like, let's work on wedding stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. know, she she finds ways to fill her gaps rather than looking at her phone or going to mingle and talk. Like, that's great if you want to do that. But there's people that are more social in the workplace, and there's some people that can fill their times with things that are gonna fulfill them in other areas of their life.
0: Well, and it just makes sense because, it's it's like, you're sitting here and you're talking about like, oh, I might be a little bit of a millennial, but truthfully, like, you're 26 years old. You own a very successful clothing company. You've launched and published two cookbooks on your own. Crazy. You've got a great following on social media. You're pushing out your own videos constantly. Like I'd say that's not quite yes. <laughs> the same work ethic as just like, "Oh, I might be a millennial." No, man, you're working your ass off. Yeah. And so it it's inspiring feel like work, though.
1: That's the good part. Yes. You know.
0: It's inspiring. If you're out there be inspired. Go follow Stephanie. Stephanie, where can they find you?
1: Um, just at Stephanie Banda. But Stephanie, my dad messed up my name on the birth certificate. So it is not the normal way. It is S-T-E-F-A-N-Y. My whole life. If I could tell you how many times I had to spell that out. Stephanie, Stephanie
0: Banda. Banda, B-A-N-D-A <laughs> yeah. And she's got that StephanieBanda.com for Instagram. I would recommend following her on Instagram because it's a hoot. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.